A World of Music and Ideas, 91.3 KBCS, Bellevue, Seattle. Listener-supported public radio from Bellevue College. Bruce Lee lived in Seattle for some of his most formative years before he got into the kung fu movies many of us know him for. He ran a kung fu school in Seattle's Chinatown and was quick to share his love of martial arts and Chinese culture with his students. Up next, a former student of Bruce Lee and local law attorney, Doug Palmer, describes some of his summer vacations spent with Bruce Lee and his family in Hong Kong. I was 18 years old at the time and had never, other than going to Canada for short trips, had never been outside the U.S. Bruce, we'd become friends uh, as well as student teacher, and he was going back to Hong Kong to see his family for the first time in four or five years. And uh, he invited me to come along and stay with him during the summer. I accepted and went over and spent the summer living with him and his family in Hong Kong. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. He knew that I would appreciate it, that I would enjoy it, that I would learn from it. And he was interested in showing somebody that was interested in that you know, being their guide, if you will. He would take me around, and he'd go off on his own sometimes on dates, but at night when he'd come back, if he went somewhere on his own, the whole family would be sitting around, playing games, joking, talking, eating dinner together. I had torn my knee in the previous winter and torn the meniscus cartilage. So I was hobbling around in Hong Kong and toward the end of the summer his parents asked me if I was interested in trying Chinese medicine. And I thought I had nothing to lose because I had been told by my doctor that if it didn't get better by itself I would need an operation. So I had this Chinese doctor come to the apartment every morning for several weeks. And then I ran out of money so I told the guy that he wouldn't be able to see him anymore. And Bruce's father, um, through Bruce, because he didn't speak any English, asked me if the medicine was helping. And I said, yeah, I thought it was. And he said, well, if it's helping you, then you know, I'll pay for it. Then my knee was completely healed, and I've never had a problem with it since. That was just an example of his family's graciousness and, and generosity, and Bruce had the same trait. His father was a Chinese opera star. He toured Chinatowns in the U.S. On one of those trips, his mother was along on the trip, and Bruce was born in San Francisco. So Bruce had a U.S. citizenship, which was why he was easily able to come over to the States. His mother was a very elegant, graceful, gracious woman, very kind. She was also half Caucasian, which is probably one reason Bruce was not bound simply by Chinese society. I think he never talked about it much, but I got the impression that sometimes when he got in scrapes in school, probably the fact that he was part Caucasian could have been a reason for that. It's an interesting question why Bruce picked the martial arts as an art form. I think in the beginning it wasn't an art form to him. In the beginning it was a means to um, hold his own in the street. And he, I gathered from his family and from him, was a brawler in high school. He had his own gang and they fought other gangs and he 
quickly realized that it helped <laughs> to know something. And uh, he boxed, I believe, and he tried different Kung Fu schools before he settled on the Wing Chun school. He found that was effective. The more he got into it, I think the more he realized that there was more to it than just the physicality of it, that there was also a philosophy that enticed him. Things during that summer in Hong Kong that impressed me were watching Bruce interact in different situations that made me realize he had matured a lot during the four years he was away. His family kept making comments about different things that made it clear that they thought he had grown up quite a bit. He was out on a date or something. He came back late and told us that on his way back, two punks, I guess you'd call them, were teasing him. Bruce liked to dress up. He was a very sharp dresser then, and he actually designed his own clothes and had them tailored. And these guys thought he looked like a fop, I guess, and so they were teasing him. And he got off the ferry, and he tried to ignore them and started walking back from the ferry to his parents' apartment. And they uh, kept following him and uh, kept teasing him and uh, taunting him. Oh, mama's boy, you have to go home to mama, huh? You're running home to mama. And they kept following him. Finally, he couldn't take it anymore. He turned around, and he kicked one of them in the shin, the, the leader of the two turned to the second guy and the second guy backed off and so he turned around and continued home. He told that story when he got home to everybody and his cousin who was one of the household kind of chuckled and said, ha, you know, if that had happened before Bruce left for the States, he would have left both of those guys bloody and moaning on the ground. Bruce learned a little restraint. That was just an example of how he had grown over the time he was away. That was a former martial arts student of Bruce Lee and local law attorney, Doug Palmer. I interviewed him in our studios last month. This is Yuko Kadama. <laughs> 